guys, this episode is sponsored by Matthews Effects, makers of these pedals. The Cartographer. Combining science, aesthetics, and technique to map out a vast array of tones and styles, the Cartographer gives you the tools to write your own story. With a wide range of tones available through the gain control, go from a completely transparent clean boost, perfect for electric, acoustic, or bass, to a snarling overdrive that can be dynamically changed and shaped through the EQ control. From jazz to blues to rock to acoustic, this pedal will be the most dynamic tool on your pedal board. The Whaler, an original Matthew Effects fuzz circuit, is great for guitar or bass. It can take you from torn worlds of Velcro to warm dark chasms of fuzzes of old. Its dynamic tone controls will allow you to create unique and original sounds that help set you apart in the mix. The conductor will make sure your tremolo sound is always on time. With onboard tap, external tap, five tap divisions, five waveforms, gain, tone, and depth, you're not going to find a tremolo with more going on in such a small package. Its sleek size and design is perfect for those who want a lot of tremolo options, but not lose a lot of board space. If you're wanting a tap-controlled tremolo with tons of features and options, the conductor is everything you're looking for. And last, but definitely not least... The Architect Overdrive gives you the blueprints to better tone and clarity. Use the simple controls and layout to fully harness your tone and stand out both sonically and visually in a sea of conformity. The Architect can go from a clean boost to a thick overdrive and is perfect for rhythm or leads. You can learn more at www.matthewseffects.com. Nice. Very nice. That, uh, the uh, the conductor, that sounds wild, man. Yeah, I it's like a single spaced box there's too. A, it's great there's a lot of fancy tap tremolos out there now but none of them are small no like they're all big boys and it sounds like it's got all kinds of ins and outs and little controls and stuff and uh those freaking whaler fuzzes man uh kenny on the facebook group posted like a, a little home demo of his yeah that thing sounds nuts yeah like just just a destroy machine you know that thing sounds great. Yep. So, yeah, Matthew's effects. We'll talk about them more at the end of the episode. For sure. Thanks for the sponsorship, guys. Super stoked. Uh, should we do the intro to the show? Let's do the intro to the show. Oh, hey, guys. This is Ryan. And this is Steve. And you're listening to 60 Cycle Hum, the guitar buying, selling, trading, fixing, modding, breaking, reviewing, playing podcast. You don't sound so sure, Steve. I thought we were doing the song after the sponsorship. <laughs> what? That's what we usually do oh yeah the intro song well whatever (laughs) (laughs) anyway uh you know what uh you already know this because you're listening to the episode i'll play the intro song and then it'll fade into the ad there we go that'll be perfect right excellent (laughs) uh so what's new uh Nothing? Do I have something? There new? is something new. I wrote it on my notes and you didn't write it on your I notes. I probably did. I just didn't really What's whatever. new is that we have a new ten dollar pledger. Oh yes, that we do. A new member of this secret inner circle group where people get to hang out and uh kind of tell us what to do and we feel compelled to do it because they're giving us a good amount of money. Uh so Adam <laughs> Adam Delhanik is a new member of that group. And so he got his uh, official band hammer in the mail this week. Mm-hmm. So watch your. Uh, I thought we weren't giving band oh, hammers yeah, out we're anymore. Not. Yeah, that was a unless he was the last one. That's you know he, he has an honorary one. If someone else drops out, then we'll put him into the fold. Oh, okay. 
Uh, so anyways, he sent us 10 bucks. He's in the inner circle. If you want to pledge to us, you don't have to do 10 bucks. You could do $1. You could do $2. You could even do $17. Wow. You can kind of set what you want to do, but we have uh, different reward levels set up. And at the $5 level, things start to get interesting because basically when we start to make merch, which we're going to start doing soon, I contacted... Uh, my old uh, my old friend in the t-shirt industry this last week and got a price quote for t-shirt printing. Is his name Haynes by any chance? Nope. His name is Victor. Oh, not Victor Gilden? Nope. <laughs> and not Victor Fruit of the Loom either. <laughs> Vic- Victor American Apparel? No, not Victor American Apparel. Uh, so anyways, that is going to be something coming down the pipe soon. Uh, so if you're at the $5 level, you're just going to automatically get a t-shirt. And if you're at the $10 level, you're going to get a t-shirt and you're going to get that extra special group where you get to be part of the democracy of the, of the podcast. Yeah. And we'll be selling these shirts to you non-subscribers as well. Uh So we are still working out the details on that. Yeah. We're not sure what the price is going to be. If you have an opinion, jump on the Facebook group or email us and tell us uh, what you would be comfortable paying. I'm kind of thinking somewhere in between 15 and 20. Yeah. Like 17.42, something like that. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Cuz we got to we got to cover the cost of printing these things and we got to cover the cost of shipping, which I imagine is going to be like 3 or 4 bucks per shirt. Something like that. And then uh, we got to make a little bit on the side to make it worth it. Well, not just to make it worth it, but to to pay for shirts that maybe don't sell too. You yeah, know? yeah, odd and, sizes and whatnot. You know, the more shirts we sell, the more shirts we can make later on. Exactly, they, it's kind of a self fueling merch. Anyway, now that you know the dirty details of the of the fashion industry, <laughs> here's a crazy ad. Yeah, let's get into ads. We're gonna try to do some quicker episodes just because uh, we're recording three episodes in one night. Yeah. We'll see what happens. Double-sided guitar, four-string, short-scale bass, six-string lead. Busui SLE. I guess that's the brand, Busui. Yeah, uh, I'm assuming. Uh, so basically, this is a... Well, how would you describe the shape? It's kind of like the Ibanez um, Xyphos, I think it's Yeah, called. it's it's a variation of an Explorer or a Star guitar. Yeah. This thing's really small, too. If, yeah. If, it, you probably can't see it in the little pictures here, but there's a guy holding it in one shot, and it's like, I think it might actually be smaller than a regular guitar. It definitely looks smaller than a regular guitar. Um, the thing that's nuts about this, and uh, did you say who sent this? Uh, Jody from Coast Sonic sent us. Yeah, he was a guest on the show back in the winter. Yeah. And, uh, for, you know, friend of the show, he runs a great shop. If you're looking to buy boutique pedals, uh, go visit Coast Sonic because they got them all. Yep. Uh, this thing is crazy because it's a, uh, it's a bass and a guitar, but it's not a double neck. It's a single neck. Yeah. Uh, the guitar is on one side of the neck. The bass is on the other side of the neck. And the same thing for the whole rest of the guitar. So you have pickups on each side and bridges on each side and strings on each side and tuners on each side and controls on each side. It's it's completely bananas. Yeah, this guy's only asking $150. I, I, it's sold on August 2nd, so somebody bought this. Uh, the more I look at it, the more I just really want to play this. I want to know what's going on. 
I don't necessarily want to pay $150 for it, but I want to, I, I can't understand where you put your thumb. This has got to rip your hand to pieces. That's what I'm saying. Like you run, you're rubbing your hand up and down the neck. There's not wood on the back of the neck. There's a whole other set of strings. This is ridiculous. You know, so I just, I thought about this. You could design, I think you could do this design with two necks put back to back where you could actually like fit your thumb in between the necks possibly. Yeah, that would be better. Uh, but then it's not the sort of thing like with a double neck where you can switch between them while playing. You have to take this guitar off its strap, flip it over, put it back on the strap. You might need to switch into another jack for this to work. Yeah, I think you'd have to switch jacks. Well, you don't have to do any of that stuff. <laughs> you, you don't could, have to do it. You, you don't even have to play this guitar. You could be playing like the guitar side and strumming along and then turn the bass side up and just underside finger tap. Oh my gosh. This thing is a bad idea. I don't know what these... I'm not familiar with this brand. I don't know what this thing is supposed to be worth. But this is nuts. Can you find any information it's, on it? You know what? I should have done some. I never did it. It's so nuts. We didn't even feel like uh, researching this it. This thing is just insane. I'm still trying to get over the picture. You know what's, you know what's the most interesting thing about it to me? That flipped both ways, the body still looks right. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. Is that the body still looks cool flipped upside down to be the guitar or flipped the other way to be the bass? So it looks like this actually sells on Amazon. Um, the it's called the SLE3S. Oh, but they don't uh, know when or if this item will ever be in stock. <laughs> it's probably available in like the European version of Amazon or something like that. Amazon dot like UK or UK. something or Australia. It's probably like one of these crazy uh, imports that we just don't get here. Right. It is nuts. I can't imagine this thing is worth very much. Selling for 150 is such a bizarre concept. But you pick this up for 150, you part this out. It's a double part out because yeah, you got bass yeah. parts there and you, you got guitar oh. parts. Oh my gosh, <laughs> that is unfortunately true. Uh, man, I wish I could just find a better picture of what's going on here. Uh, because it's just crazy. It's totally nuts. We'll post the, the pictures up on the Facebook group, and we post them on the Instagram now, uh, so you can go there and take a look at this thing. You gotta see it. It's crazy. Uh, if you're if you're looking for it on the Facebook group, basically every day that the, the episode comes out, uh, it's usually a Monday, I post on the group with the title, Ads from Episode. This yeah. will be episode 82. They have other body shapes. They did a symmetrical body shape that was basically like, almost like a Steinberger body. Uh-huh. Uh, kind of like that semi-rectangular sort of thing that... Yeah. Well, Steinberger had more of like a tr winged trapezoid. Is it Steinberger or Steinberger? Steinberger. Is it? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you bet. <laughs> I can't find any of the, the picture that I want to see. So I think it's probably best to just move on to the next app. Sure, sure. Uh, Psychedelic Mustang. Psychedelic Mustang. I don't Psych. remember 
who posted this to the group? It was quite a while ago. I think it was one of those ones that was posted to the group, like, the night that we were podcasting last. Right. And that was over two weeks ago, or two weeks ago, a week and a half ago, something like that. It was so long ago that I can't remember. Um, thank you for posting it to the group, whoever you are. This thing is... I can't decide if it's the right kind of hideous or just plain hideous. Well, it's a Fender Mustang, and here's the description. Body. Reshaped and painted. Neck. Maple neck with medium round profile, 1 and 5 eighth inch nut, rosewood fretboard, 7.25 inch radius, and dot inlays. Neck dated 1965. Uh, here's the hardware, Cluson Deluxe Tuners, two single coils rated at 5.9k ohms in the neck and 6.1k in the bridge. Three-way pickup switches, volume and tone controls, visible 1982 pot coat. Cosmetic condition. The body on this Mustang has been completely reshaped and refinished in psychedelic purple. The finish is cracking in a few spots and the guitar has some dings and dents on the front and back, but overall it's in good shape. The back has some si signs of buckle rash, but no structural damage. The neck is clean and smooth for the most part and plays great. The headstock has some average wear around the edges, but no cracks or repairs. This is a very unique vintage Mustang. Uh, it says playability, strings are low, play nicely and ring out clearly across the board. It is missing the tremolo arm and weighs six pounds, two ounces. Uh, can we get those other, you know, three or four pounds back, please? Yeah, so the deal with this is this is like three quarters of a Mustang body. It looks like a vintage can opener. Yeah, it's got the uh, the good old bottle opener mod. Yeah, I think it's it's worth declaring that if any part of your guitar looks like a can opener or a bottle opener, there's probably something seriously wrong at this point. We've never, every time we've said that something looks like a bottle opener, it's been a negative. We've never yeah. been like, this looks like a bottle opener. I'm so happy. Right. This looks like a bottle opener or a can opener. I'm not stoked on it. But if, I mean, they're, they're asking $9.95 for this. If if I saw this in a, in a pawn shop or on local Craigslist, under $300... Right. I might be like, oh, that's really uh, that's really interesting just because it's so weird. I'm never going to pay over 300 I think 300 still pushing it. Like 250 Get in under 250 Then, like, that little uh, part of my brain that gets curious will start getting tickled. Yeah. The, I, the, uh, the finish on this is nuts because it's, like, purple, but it's got a bunch of different things going on. What it the, looks like is... The back looks like it has, like, a desert scape on it. It does. What, it, what this looks like is it looks like it was attacked by someone who uh, paints motorcycles. Mm. Like kind of like that vintage hot rod vibe, right? I actually really like the finish on this guitar. Really? Yeah. Oh man. I'm usually not a fan of purple finishes, but this something about this one, uh, at least in the pictures, like it kind of works for me. I, the desert scape is weird, but like I think what I'm what vibes with me is the way it kind of has this like purple in the center, and then like kind of that wood thing around the edge, and then it's like purple on the sides. Yeah, it's crazy. It definitely, it definitely has this motorcycle thing going on, but I just don't, I just don't get the shape at all. It doesn't mean anything. Why this shape? It's so bizarre. It's, it's like a, it's like a can opener, can opener attached to the Arby's logo. 
Yeah. It's just weird. Because they cut the horns off of it, the top and lower horns, so you just have these round shapes. Right. That kind of look like the top of the hat, or it looks like a motorcycle tank. And then the bottom part, the tail end of it, has like this battle axe shape feeding into the can opener shape. And then they did a hack job on this on the pit guard. The pit guard. And then they painted it all crazy. Why? Why do people do these bad things? I mean, I'm not a huge Mustang fan. Well, you know, but someone, they don't, Mustangs don't deserve this. Someone in the group did point out that this neck is a 65. The tuners uh, are probably likely not original, but at least for like a 65 Mustang neck, you can probably get a decent chunk of change for that. Not $900. No. But, you know, like you said, like it's if this was... It's not worth buying this for parts. If this was like in the four dollars to $500 range, yeah. I think you could at least get your money back on parts. Yeah. If, yeah, that's true. If it, was, if it was $400, I might grab this just to get the neck and the hardware and then ditch the body in the pit guard. Yeah. Well, not ditch it, but oh, I, what could you even get for that if you fl- tried to flip the body? Uh, 50 bucks? I would put it up. For, I'd probably like 20 bucks. Because at that point, it's not a Mustang body. It's just wood from a Mustang body. Yeah. I kind of like the way the uh, pit guard works, though. It's not the worst, but there's a little bit of an edge in there that's driving me nuts. It's hurting my eye. Like I wish, right. I wish that it followed the line of that lighter purple paint. Yeah, yeah, that would have looked a lot better. Well, the top edge they couldn't really do anything with. That, think, the top edge isn't even isn't modified at all. Right, right. The bottom edge for sure uh, could have followed the purple better. I'd love to have been a fly on the wall when the discussion was going on. Well, oh. like oh, ha- like Miley this, Cyrus. This is what I want you to do. With with my guitar and the guy gonna work on it is like oh, okay yeah yeah I get it yeah I get exactly what you want <laughs> and then he did it I don't know why he did it but he did it yeah <laughs> all right so last week uh, actually two weeks ago was it last week or two weeks ago what are you gonna talk about flips and scores oh yeah we got a score of the week our score of the week this week comes from Phil Noel Eisenhower. Good old uh, Buffalo Phil. Buffalo Phil, uh, who got a Tisco EP10T for uh, basically the equivalent of two hundred twenty dollars. Yeah, wasn't it like a like a a trade sort of? Yeah, he traded sort of some stuff and and basically this was the big piece. He traded like an AC15 for like three pedals and this guitar i think Uh uh-huh was what the deal was and maybe some cash i'm not really sure i don't remember what he traded i just remember that the value is like 220 or 210 or something like that the value basically that he he set the guitar value at 220 dollars uh and then he looked on ebay well wait 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 wait. before let's not get ahead of ourselves all right so he posted this on the group and was like guys what do you think of this guitar i might be lining up a trade for it do you think i should go check it out and everyone was basically like Dude, that thing looks rad. Yeah. Like, you got to go and check it out just to go see it to see if it plays well. Yeah. And for the type of money that you're talking, yeah, definitely go check it out. Definitely have the money on you because it looks rad. It's a, I've seen a lot of Tisco's. I've never seen this one. It's some kind of semi-hollow that's got this 
really crazy offset shape. Not really crazy, but like totally different than other offsets. Yeah, it's like a it's like a, a Jaguar melted a little bit. I feel I feel like I've seen an offset similar to this. But it's definitely like a very 60s offset. Yeah. Not mainstream, like definitely like an import body there's, shape. There's so much this classy about this. It's got the the desirable 4x2 uh, long Tisco headstock. Yeah, it still has the Tisco badge on it. It still has the badge, which is uh, an important detail. It still it, has the trem bar. Yeah, the, tr the tremolo is completely intact. In this picture, it doesn't have both the pick guards because it's got a segmented pick but guard. But apparently, he has it. He got the other pick guard. The f hole on this thing is really different, but really freaking classy. Yeah, I really like it. It's got kind of almost like this Japanese art deer antler thing going on, or right. like dragon whisker sort of thing. And the whole guitar is like a cream color or white, like off white, with binding. Yeah. This thing is hot looking. And it's got these two, like, great looking Tisco pickups with, with chrome all around them. This thing just looks freaking great. And so everyone's like, dude, go. Don't, don't second guess it. Just go check it out. He goes, he gets it. Later that day, he posts a screen grab from a completed listing on eBay. 1200 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. Now I didn't. I tried to jump on eBay and find that ad, and I wasn't able to find it. Uh huh. Um, but I know, like, a few guys in the group were like, "If you, you know, let's let's meet in the middle. You're gonna make you're gonna make some money. I'm gonna get a sick guitar if you don't like it. Right. And we're just throwing out like six, seven hundred bucks. Yeah, totally. I just wanted him to send it to me. I was like, Hey, Phil, you send me that guitar. You're gonna get my address. <laughs> And you're gonna you're gonna get to do your Buffalo Phil thing. Oh my gosh! <laughs> um, yeah, great, great looking guitar. He says it plays all right. He's looking to flip it, which is totally fine. Someone out there is definitely gonna pay good money for that. Yeah, it might not be twelve hundred bucks. It might not be over a thousand, but still, he's gonna he's gonna multiply his investment by multiple numbers. You know. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a great looking guitar. I'm super jealous. Oh my gosh! <laughs> if I had that guitar and it played decent at all, I'd probably sit on it for a decade. I'd be like, yeah, I got this, two hundred bucks. Yeah, you know, I it this guitar is one of these guitars where because of the way Tisco, the value of the Tisco has like kind of ebbed and flowed over the years. Uh huh. I almost feel like. If you can get over six hundred dollars for one of these, you gotta sell. Really? But this one's so special and different, though. It's not another freaking hummingbird. Right. That's true. Or tulip or whatever. Yeah, the tulip. It's not another tulip that is a cute guitar and an identifiable, identifiable Tisco, but not necessarily a playable guitar. Right. Or a collectible guitar because there's so many of them and they're so kind of trashy. Yeah. This is like some kind of upper level model that's just rad looking. Yeah. The Hummingbird is is one of those four pickup ones, isn't it? I was thinking I think so. I was thinking of the Tulip. The Hummingbirds are rad. The Tulip is like the single one. 
that's like you see on Craigslist all the time for seventy five to one twenty five. Yeah, the student and you model. You only ever buy one if you find one of the like the really old ones that happen to have like a gold foil in it. Right, totally. And then you take the gold foil out and sell it on eBay yeah. and then throw the rest in the trash. Throw, yeah. <laughs> I sold. A, They're uh, cute wall hangers. I sold a tulip body. For like twenty bucks or something on eBay years I've, ago. I've seen people do fun slide guitar projects with them. Yeah, which tells you uh, the quality of the neck on those things. Yeah, but a lot of the the higher end Tiscos are are great guitars. Right, like, really. You know, kind of these Japanese classics. The Japanese were super into making high performance guitars, and so if you get one that's a certain uh, quality level, it's just going to be a ripper. Right. Yeah. Should we move on to uh, the topic? Topic. We're just going to rip these episodes out. We are tearing them a new one. Three in a night. We're going to make them a little short. Boom. But uh, that's what we got to do because I'm going to go on vacation and I'm not going to be around to record uh, that extra episode. 45 minutes used to be what our normal runtime was. Yeah. So. Hey, man, who's going to complain? Someone. Someone's going to complain. We're going to have to We've been throwing a lot of extra content out there lately, so... Yeah, uh, you guys, you don't get to complain. S- speaking of complaining, we're still looking for iTunes reviews. Are we're, we? We're not really like doing a competition or a contest, not a competition, a contest. But getting iTunes reviews is always good. You know what? I'd like more than iTunes reviews. YouTube subscribers. YouTube subscribers. Yeah, I want to get so many YouTube subscribers. We're gonna do a contest soon. Uh, just know that you can enter the contest before knowing the details of the contest by subscribing on YouTube and then commenting on a video. Yeah. That's all yeah. it's going to take. When we get the details of the contest out, you'll be so glad you, that you did that. Are we going to make a specific video that they need to comment on? Nope. Or is it just... I feel like that's going to be hard to track. Nah, we don't get... You, YouTube doesn't get that many comments these days. Yeah, but if we get like 2,000 subscribers... And 2,000 comments uh, across, like, 20 different videos. I don't know, man. I don't know. Okay, well, we'll figure out the details. Whatever. It's going to be fun. You guys are going to like this contest. Uh, It's going to be a great opportunity to win some of our stuff. Yeah, you're going to... Some free swag from us. You're going to... If someone has already commented, I want it to be retroactive that they can still win. Okay. Anyone who subscribed and has commented on a video is going to be eligible to win. Do they get one entry per comment, or is it just once you comment, you're in? Once you comment, you're in. It could okay. be in, you could comment all the time. But you only get in one time. You can only win one time. But do you only get in one time? You can only subscribe it, one time. Right. So that's... Commenting... Is if it, I comment ten times, do I get ten times like ten tickets? Uh, we're picking. We're gonna pick our favorite comment. Okay. We're gonna pick the comment that we think is. This is a different contest than I thought we were doing. Okay. What did you think we were doing? I thought we were just gonna like pick a person at random that did these different things. How would we pick a person at random? With a random number generator. How do, are we gonna assign a number to each? Well, that's why doing the comments thing is complicated, but if we were just going by raw subscribers, you could number them off and then just do a random number generator for, like, say, pick a number between 1 to 500, and then, you know, number 388 wins whatever the prize is. That sounds way more complicated than what I want to do. But it's objective. (laughs) Yeah, but then we have... Say we get 2,000 subscribers, we have to assign a number to each subscriber. I'm pretty sure YouTube would just do it automatically. Subscribe a number to them? Yeah. 
I don't know, man. We'll have to figure this YouTube out. YouTube is either gonna like all. I'd have to look at it. I bet. I bet there's a way to like look at all of the names of your subscribers to your channel. <laughs> I have no idea, man. Are we still gonna do the Wheel of Fortune prize giveaway? No, that's that's an idea we've been throwing around. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna figure out the specifics of the contest within the secret inner circle. All right. So if you want to be in control of what we actually do. Uh, pay us $10 a month and you get to be in the inner circle. Yeah. That's how it works. Anyway, our topic this week is brought to us by Adam Dolhanik, who also joined the inner circle this week by becoming a $10 subscriber. And if you're interested, what is it? Uh, 60cyclehum.podbean.com. There's a link to our crowdfunding on Podbean. Yeah. Uh, and the instructions are pretty straightforward. Anyway, Adam says, here's a topic idea. How important is, quote, the gear of band X? Uh, Exo's a pretty cool band. I only I really, really know love- that song Los Angeles by them. <laughs> and I don't really know anything about their gear. Uh, I love the band X. Uh, I think they play Gretches and stuff, don't they? Well, he says, I don't own any pedals because band X does. But I have a few that I knew include certain iconic functions or sounds because I needed those. But it's very generalized. Um, you know, maybe he's not talking about the artist X. What? Maybe he's using X in like a generic sense of like a mathematical where you use X as a variable and band X just means like any band. Oh, okay. So fill in, you know, there, here's an X, fill in that with any band. Yeah. I understand now. Yeah. I understand before, understood before too. But I, you know, we were just being difficult. Oh, we trolled you guys. Oh, we got you so good. Troll. Trolling. This this whole podcast has just been a build up to this yeah. moment to yeah. troll Adam this Dolhanic. Is, this is eighty two episodes of troll. <laughs> I, I that's a fun topic. Yeah. Um. You know. Have you ever <sighs> bought a piece of equipment because someone that you were a fan of used it? It's hard to say. Definitely not in like a signature model sort of way. But you've bought. And I know we're not gonna. I know we we signature models is something we're talking about in the group right now. Sure. Uh, but have I ever bought a piece of gear because I knew a band that I liked was using it? Like, say Jimmy Eat World was using a specific brand of guitar cable. Like, I don't even know. I know the like the guitars that they use uh-huh um or have used at different times and i actually think jim so i just said i wasn't going to talk about this but whatever uh fender has a jim adkins signature telecaster okay which is like a semi hollow or let's say like a thin line telecaster with two p90s okay uh so i really like that guitar but if Fender just put that guitar out and it wasn't a Jim Adkins signature, I would still like it. Right. Like, I like that idea. Right. Uh, but I don't own it. Um, I don't really know what any of their gear is. The well, we're not even talking about signature models here. No, we're, I know. We're talking, we're talking about, like, the gear that they use. Right, right. Like, like say you see, uh, you watch, like, a, a, a U2 music video from the 90s and you see the Edge playing a black and white Explorer. Right. And you're a huge fan. Are you going to go buy a black and white Explorer? Me personally, no. Well, yeah, hypothetical. Do you think it, you think a lot of people do that? I think some people. I think a lot of people do that. You think a lot of people do that? I think that the say under thirty five or so segment 
of of especially the church music scene. Oh sure, does that like relentlessly? Totally. I think you know. I think there are a lot of people who do that. Uh, have here's what I got asked: Have I ever done that? I don't think I've ever bought anything because it's like, oh, this person that I like uh, uses it. I've I've looked at guitars that people I like use and scratch my head and be like, oh, I wish they didn't use that because I didn't like it. Like uh, oh, yeah. David Lowry from Camper Van Beethoven and the band Cracker, he's super hot on the Ibanez Jet King. Okay, yeah. Which I think are, when I played them, I didn't think they were very well built. Right. And I was like, why does he play those so much? These are probably all like custom shop. <laughs> he probably did have them all spiffied up and... But he's just a strummer, so it doesn't really matter. Right. He could literally play any two humbucker guitar and sound the same because he's playing like three or four chords. I, I will say like, well, one, you know, we talked about this a couple weeks ago, maybe three weeks ago. How many people own a big muff pie because of the Smashing Pumpkin? Sure. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of things like that that I think uh, are, like I said, in the pedal world. I can tell you that, like, I got interested in the Boss DD5 because I knew, like, local bands that were using them, and I really liked those bands. Oh, yeah. And they were getting, like, a functionality out of that and creating a sound that I also wanted to create. Now, the the other stuff that they were doing um, maybe wasn't as influential. I know that there are pedals that I've owned knowing that they were good pieces of equipment because I'd seen professional bands using them. Yeah. Um, maybe not necessarily like with the thought process of like, well, here's a perfect example. Like I used to own a Fender Hot Rod Deluxe. Right. I probably got that in like 2003, I would guess. Owned it for like two or three years. And um, the uh, one of the reasons like a lot of people got drawn to the Hot Rod series, uh, the Deluxe and the DeVille was because early on Coldplay was using them sure and it wasn't so much the idea that uh, at least in my my case specifically like I thought my thought because Coldplay was using that amp was oh it must be a good amp it wasn't oh I really want to sound like Coldplay right totally uh, I'm not I'm not like a huge Coldplay fan I have one of I have their second record that's it yeah um, it's the element of oh if it's good enough for them then surely it's good enough yeah, for me yeah it's the same thing with like um, I used to own which is a, why why companies sponsor musicians well that's true <laughs> uh, I used to own a um uh, visual sound Jekyll and Hyde uh-huh. and one of the bands that really like p- p- put that I mean that pedals bit was popular for a really long time before this but definitely the, I think the Jekyll and Hyde had a resurgence around the same time period uh, because the strokes in their very first music video or at least their very first major one like the visual sound Jekyll and Hyde is prominently on display wow. when they start doing like the drivey stuff on um, it's a music video for last night oh okay uh, so like all the drive stuff on there I think like that lead guitar sound is coming from that pedal and like it shows the pedal when he like stomps on his distortion right um, so that kind of product placement I won't say that I've ever been like off the wall like Oh, I need to buy this pedal because I want to sound like The Strokes. Yeah. Or Coldplay or whatever band. But there's definitely like a level of 
this must be a solid piece of equipment because someone famous is using it and I like what they're doing with it. I'm I always end up taking stuff in a different direction. Uh-huh. And I guess that's maybe where uh I think um my brain maybe goes a little bit outside of what uh, Adam is talking about. I don't know. He says he doesn't own any pedals because Band X does. Like, I don't feel like I own... I'm not going to build a replica uh, Jesus Culture pedal board. Sure. But I know that there are guys out there that are kind of sort of trying to do that. Uh, you know, if James Duke, who I don't even know anything about him except a lot of people like him... Pulls, posts, posts a picture of a pedal on Instagram, it sells 100 units. Yeah. Or whatever. Because James Duke owns it, people want to own it. We should we should see if we can get him on the group. I bet we could. He's on another group that we're on, and he seems like a fun guy. Yeah. I, I honestly don't know that much about him. I'm not a... Uh, I don't follow a lot of worship guitarists sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, but he seems like a nice guy. I think he would have fun on our group. Yeah. I'll just I'll friend him and then he'll be like, oh, this this guy knows people that I know, and then all of a sudden he'll be in a group and be like, why am I in another oh group? Oh my gosh, <laughs> don't be that guy. I'm sure there are people in our group right now who are already friends with him. Oh sure, who could add him to our group if they wanted to, and we're not going to stop them from doing it. No, we're not. <laughs> um, uh, there's definitely people who could do that. Uh, don't do it if you don't feel like it. Yeah, don't do it if you. I don't know. Anyway. Um, so I, I can honestly say I just remembered while you were talking on my fuzz journey I have bought fuzz pedals that uh, I knew that other bands had used to get a sound that I was trying to get like I've always been chasing this kind of like Davy Allen 70s psychedelic instrumental kind of sound right um, and so I got the fuzz bright clone from Ash Bass I got uh, the Gaia Tone SC2. Uh, I got a bunch of other things. For a while, I was, I was thinking about picking up a Boss Fuzz. That's the one that uh, the low straight jackets use because they were able to get a pretty close sound out oh, of okay. it. Okay, is but that I, like the FZ two three something like that? Five seven nine. So eleven. I, I went on a fuzz journey for a couple of years. And uh, I've got a couple classic, well, not classics, but I got a couple uh, pedals now that really do what I'm looking to do. Uh, I've got this freaking uh, this Germanium Big Muff over here. Yeah, I've been loving it. Oh yeah, I we're gonna have to do some kind of little video for it or something. I was messing with it earlier and it sounded pretty good. It, I'm, I was not expecting to fall in love with it. I think I'm falling in love with it. I Why think, are you whispering? I think I might propose. Is, are you whispering so your <laughs> wife doesn't hear you? It's getting pretty serious, bro. Oh, my God. You're getting kind of TO'd. Yeah. She, she hasn't even sent me a full body shot. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Napoleon Dynamite references. Uh, at this point... That movie's like 11 years old. I know. At this point, referencing Napoleon Dynamite makes you an old person. <laughs> We're old people now. You know, a lot of teenagers still watch like watch that movie. Yeah, because it's a classic. Crazy about it, it is. 
Because we're old. Oh, I, now I see where you're going. I see where you've gone with this. It's a classic now. We, there was a point where we were like, whoa, this is the raddest movie I've ever seen and the newest movie I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah. No one, no one is in on these inside jokes yet. Ha, ha, ha. Hey, hey, you know what else about that movie? What? Op- opening introduction music? Jack White. Yep, that's true. The White Stripes. We did it. Another Jack White reference yeah. on an episode of Sixty Cycle Home, the guitar <laughs> podcast that talks about Jack White. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so overall, I don't have anything against people who buy pedals because a band is using it. I do think it's goofy when you have a setup that you're pretty happy with and then your favorite artist is using something different. Uh-huh. And then you're like, oh, I got to have that. Like yeah. when you're just chasing gear because fame, like someone famous or a band you like is using it. I mean, I like at the drive-in, but I'm not gonna slap a Boss DS1 on my vocal microphone anytime soon. <laughs> um, but uh, it might actually help you, Steve. It probably would. <laughs> um, but you know, it's it's one of these things where a lot of times um, I think so much of getting a band sound isn't even what gear you own as much as it is how you use it totally um i mean you could you could completely replicate every piece of a famous guitarist gear and you're still not going to sound like them because you don't know how to set it up the way that they set it up and you're not going to play exactly the way that they play david gilmore could come in here with his pedal board and his amps and his guitar and hand it to me, and I would still sound like crap. Oh, totally. Yeah. <laughs> Not crap compared to David Gilmore. Crap compared to everybody. <laughs> I don't. I wouldn't be able to sound like David Gilmore, but I. Uh, I would definitely sound like myself playing through his rig. Yeah. Yeah. You know exactly. Uh, so it's there's a certain element that it, that's pretty futile, or futile. Yeah. We've been getting dinged for pronunciation. Well, a lot. you said motif last week. I know. I don't even know why I said that. That's not the way that that word exists in my head. <laughs> say it. Say the word. I don't even want to try. Say I'm the so word. embarrassed. Uh, what was, was Flanger? Flange. I've heard that one both ways. Yeah, me too. I think that one's controversial. <laughs> what is it? What you is said alternate? tremolo like five times this episode. What's the alternate of flanger? Flanger. Flanger. Yeah. Flanger is probably correct. Because apparently, like the a plunge, a toilet plunger is a flange. But I've heard, I've heard things outside. Of I've guitars. heard that as flange too. Yeah, I've heard it as flange. I think it's, it's probably like a geographical thing. Like, yeah. People say it different in different oh, places. Oh, you know what? I just spent, uh, maybe we'll talk about this next episode. I spent a week around people who call it pop. Oh, pop and, you did, people. and you didn't kill yourself? <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's talk about that next episode. I, I've yeah. got some news. I can fit that into the new segment next episode. Let's wrap this up. Yeah. Thanks again to Matthews Effects for sponsoring this episode. Oh, yeah. www.matthewseffects.com. You got to go check out uh, his stuff. He's been doing this really great mod of the uh, the EHX Pog yeah. Nano or Mini. Which one is it? Uh, I think it's, it's both the, of them. It's the mini I think basically I he know. takes it and he slams it full of a second set of knobs and a second switch so you have like two presets on it and then he puts this giant jewel LED on it and it's just this really rad modification of a little pedal that a lot of people love Yeah. so that's definitely worth going he to also, check out he also does like a heavy um, 
I don't know what all it does, but it's an Ernie Ball volume yeah. uh, pedal modification. Um, but really, like his standard line of guitar pedals are really great. I mean, yeah. this is a company that's really taking off. Has er, I mean, is in the process of really taking off, taking off. Has really taken off their in like name the last is, they're year. They're really building a name for uh, themselves. A year, um, not even a year ago, like six months ago, seven months ago. Uh, the owner uh, was a guy walking around at Winter Nam, uh-huh. and then I know he had his own booth at Summer Nam. So I think things are really taking off yeah. for them, and and he just has like a lot of crazy ideas uh, that he's willing to implement. And the pedals look awesome too. I, I yeah. really love what he has going on graphically. Really great art. He's got a really cool logo. Yeah, and everything is very um, like. Their their pedal names that are tied together. Sure, I think is really cool. I mean, cartographer, architect, yeah. um, the conductor, even the whaler. Like everything that he kind of does, kind of has this like old timey yeah name it's, it's name per, thing to it's it. Professions from like the eighteen hundreds or something. Yeah. You know, yeah, it's neat. Yeah, right. they were they were saying on a chasing tone podcast a while back uh, that all the the names of pedals have been taken and you can't find any new ones anymore. I, I don't think that's true. I think there's plenty of ways to be creative. Maybe, uh, you'll run out of ideas if you're trying to base the name on the pedal, like on like, Oh, let's do a play on tremolo. You're going to run out of all those ideas. Yeah. You're trying to do a play on tube screamer. You're going to run about out of all those day, all those ideas. I, I want to create a, uh, is it uh oh i just forgot the name of the band um who does just what i needed i feel so dumb right now is that the cars che- cheap trick or the cars it's not cheap trick then is it's it? the cars yeah i'm pretty sure it's the um, cars I, for some reason in my head even though they don't sound anything alike i get those two confused uh, similar era um but i want there to be a uh thematically cars aesthetic band, uh, pedal uh-huh. uh, that could either be like a delay or a tram or something called the dime time. Okay. Uh, I don't know why. Right. Because from that song? From the song, which is like a t- reference to telephone, so I guess it should right. be a delay, maybe a ring modulator. Probably a ring mod. Yeah. That'd be cool. All right. What do we got for music this week? Uh, we have a song from Ad Wizard Co., uh, he didn't give us a lot of details on this, so I don't know if it's a song that he produced or a song that he performed on or what the story is, but it's called Tomorrow, and it features Alexia Villavino? Villavino? I have, don't have it open. It sounds cool. You're I hope you guys own. like it. Uh, thanks to Matthews Effects again for the sponsorship. Everyone jump on the Facebook group. Send us money through our crowdfunding on Podbean. And we will see you next week. Bye! Baby, are you leaving here tomorrow? Just hang out all day I really want to be there when you go But I gotta work all day 
for the time we had each other Last thing I want is the last thing the I'll have a place in my heart It won't be that bad She said come with me I can't stand being without your company Will you just stand with me and sing I will never leave 